Paul, I'm pleased to meet you. And you? How are you doing? And where, where are you based? Uh, we're based down in Plymouth. How long have you been there? Uh, me personally, I've lived in Plymouth for about 20 years. Uh, ah. And the Shark Trust have been around 25 years. Ah, goodness. Um, you're CEO of the Shark Trust. Um, That's right, can you tell us just a little bit about the Trust? Yeah, so as I say, Shark Trust has been around for 25 years. We are based in the UK, but we work globally, definitely around the, the Atlantic area. And we are dedicated to trying to create positive change for sharks and rays. So that is everything from the policy work that we do, advocacy, um, uh, working with the fishing industry, working with um, boat owners, working with ecotourism, aquariums. So wherever really sharks and humans connect, uh, we try to make um, better outcomes for sharks and rays. We just recently posted on Scubaverse um, the shark edge from you uh yep. can you tell us, tell us a bit more about that yeah so the big shark pledge is um our new campaign which we're focusing on um we're focusing on oceanic sharks so there there is a um there's obviously concern right across the board of sharks there's 1200 species about a third of those species are um, considered threatened but um, oceanic sharks was a report out a couple of years ago that this group in particular are particularly vulnerable to um, high seas fisheries um, there's been a 71 percent decline in their populations in my lifetime in 50 years um, and about three quarters of those oceanic shark species are considered to be threatened with extinction so there's a real kind of particular need uh, for that group so what we wanted to do is use the work we've done in the past, we've had some great success with Mako and Blue Sharks, working with partners, working with our partners in the Shark League to push for fisheries management, sustainable approach to fisheries management and for catch limits. Um, and we want to kind of build on that and go further and faster and and really to kind of engage public support in that process. Now, it's it's because it can be quite a kind of in and out difficult process with um, kind of fisheries management work. Um, we what we what we wanted to do is like a, a kind of petition plus. So the great shark play, a uh, big shark play, sorry, is a is a petition. So we're asking people to sign up, but it's also a way that we can keep in touch with people and we can activate their voices when we need them. So there might be a particular instance where we want to put pressure on a particular country or on um, a particular um, process and we can use our connection through the Big Shark Pledge to our support base to um, activate support and uh, and um, try and make give those policy decisions a push over the line. Okay. Um, I, just, I was just watching um, your promo video for yeah. um for, for the pledge have you, have you had what kind of feedback have you heard from that so far very little because it's only been out a few days uh, okay um, okay yeah. so, so we're, we're we can get more for you yeah 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 we we kind of approached this in a very different for the shark trust um we approached the video in a very different way we wanted to kind of try and pull the heartstrings a little bit and um and make a very clear case um for these for this group of animals, but at the same time as making a clear case of the threats that they face, be very clear that we can all have 
a key role in in change and change is possible and change is already happening there's been a lot of progress in the last few years in shark conservation and um the more we can kind of unify come together and and kind of really focus our efforts then uh the more we can kind of push uh the the kind of future status of sharks and rays in the right direction so the 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 video is a kind of unapologetically um trying to kind of use uh emotional cues to um to stimulate people to join our pledge and and help us to to um move things in the right direction sure i mean <laughs> any anything you can do at all uh, to move the project forward is is a good thing it, it also interests me what kind of people actually support the work that you're doing and other shark uh, conservation groups and things because i mean scuba bus is mainly centered on diving of one sort yeah. or another and it's us divers that spend huge amounts of money time and effort getting to places around the world to see and be with sharks yeah. and yet as far as i can see personally um those very same divers actually do very little to save or help protect sharks and often say oh there aren't, there aren't as many sharks here as there was last year or etc etc yeah does that frustrate you at all i mean i did do how, how do you deal well, with things like that well you well you, you you have to kind of throw that back at yourself you can't if if I think I mean, I think divers are a pretty engaged group, you know, and I think we've had we've had really good kind of relationships and feedbacks with divers. We go to dive shows. We get a lot of response from that. But if any group or the public more broadly isn't engaging in in our work, then we need to come up with new ways to, to try and give people something to do. It's one of those. I've just been having a conversation, actually, with a with a, a partner that we work with about those kind of calls to actions, things that we can give people to do to actually help and support the cause. And um, I think we just need to keep trying new ways and different ways to, to offer people ways of helping. There's not, you know, there's not something that most people can do when they're walking down the high street or when they're, you know, uh, when they're going about their day-to-day -day lives. There aren't that many things that kind of instantly spring to mind that you can do that will support, that will help sharp conservation. Um, but we kind of think of it as, you know, one one of our key calls to action is to to learn and share about sharks now divers do that sort of naturally um they they're probably the one of the best informed groups of people on the planet in terms of knowledge of an understanding of sharks the second thing we talk about is being a kind of a, a, a kind of an informed and conscious consumer so if there are products that might in, include sharks or see you know marine life more generally we need to learn more about it and understand where things come from and understand the, the kind of provenance of things and, and make assumption decisions based on that. And then the third thing I think is using your voice and using your voice in a way that's, that's actually helping to move shark conservation forward. And that's what the big shark pledge is all about. It's about trying to give people something that they don't have to work too hard to actually to help us, but that then they can, People, through the Big Shark Pledge, people can be involved in that process and can choose a level of involvement um, as we kind of throw things out at them. So my my short answer to your question is, um, if we want divers to be more, more engaged, 
we need to do better at giving divers things that that they can do that are tangible right yes indeed indeed you you touched upon consumerism which which is um a thing i feel strongly about it uh, i mean for me consumers basically rule the the commercial world i mean if we don't buy it it doesn't get either produced or killed or whatever and i mean not so much in this country here in the uk uh, although um actually having said that um i believe we do export shark products um it was just some information i got from a film i watched recently uh sharks in deep water uh i don't yeah I don't know if, if you caught that or not. Um, as I say, not so much in this country, but the rest of the world where consumerism does take up all those shark products. Is that a hard one to influence? Um, it's part of the, yeah. I mean, I think um, the, there's, I guess there's kind of two ends to the to the problem. One is the the pull from consumers, and one is the push from the um, from the fish fishing industry. And and you've got to kind of work on those both at the same time, and in and appreciate that there is there is almost always going to be a demand for products. And so when there is a demand for products, you need to do whatever you can to. Um, to regulate that demand and to and to regulate the fisheries so that at the very least fisheries are um, being operated in a way that's well managed and is and has a sustainable approach so at the very least we look for fisheries that are sustainable so that shark populations aren't or any populations of any fish species are not being depressed and pushed um, you know further and further um, towards you know being inviable so it's kind of a it's kind of a mixture of approaches there are there are some really good examples of where consumer targeted campaigns have had an impact but there are also really good examples of where fisheries management can have an impact and it's and i think it's a balance of those two that will ultimately get us to where we need to be which is protecting the populations and ensuring populations are, are held stable and, and where necessarily allowed to uh, rebuild yeah, indeed, indeed. So, um, regarding the um, shark pledge, then, so people want to not only support it, perhaps become more involved in it. What What's the best way for them to do that? By the website. So <laughs> www.bigsharkpledge.org um, or obviously if you go to sharktrust.org that'll take you there or if you go to a Facebook post or if you walk past our office or wherever you know we will make sure that it's out there in the world but yeah the, the website the bigsharkpledge.org website is a great start point the videos there bit of information about the campaign and then the, the click to um, to sign the pledge so that's the kind of best way to start process and then we'll we will then communicate with people and and kind of build that engagement as we go on yeah can you just remind me once again um so people click on they sign the pledge where do those pledges end up where do they go so we can use those pledges in a variety of ways so we can we could in certain circumstances we might be able to we can use them as a you know good old petition style we've got 
a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, whatever the number number of people that have signed this pledge, which supports sustainable management of these fish populations or science based management. So there's the kind of petition element to it, but also because it's a it's a pledge and it involves essentially putting people on a mailing list. It means that we can, uh, when key points come up, we might have different asks like doing a click to tweet so that we can direct tweets towards in, you know, in the past, for example, we've been able to direct ask people di directly to tweet European um, members of the European Parliament or um, UK um, ministers or whatever. So we will provide those tools to allow people to do that. Um, or it may be we, we're asking people to write to their MPs or you know whichever country they're in, write to their um, elected representatives to, um, to make it kind of a bigger push. So it's a kind of a multi-layer, but by signing the pledge at the very least, we've got those numbers and then we've got that contact to try and encourage people to do take that step further and do a little more. Oh, perfect. Great. Oh, thank you very much uh, for taking the time to tell yeah. us all about this. Um, I wish you with all of your work and 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 the Shark Pledge um, great success. I mean, it's important that you succeed. So um, uh, once again, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Uh, it is now.